You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Do you hear the music in the background? This is my favorite song. It's the love theme from Superman movie. And I think it is very appropriate for today's episode. Awareness is your superpower. Ready to go, Muse? Welcome to, welcome back to episode 27 of the Secret Muse Society podcast. I'm your host and authenticity coach, Karen. I still feel kind of weird saying authenticity coach. I guess that's why I made it into a weird voice. That is me practicing my awareness and just noticing it. I'm not going to say it's good or it's bad, but hey, it's out there and Now that I've brought it out, I think I will investigate. But moving on, let's talk about how awareness is your superpower. In this episode, we're going to talk about what the two types of awareness could be and why and how to use this as your superpower. Are you ready to go, my friends? Teek me out the hun. I'm still practicing his name, and I love his teaching. He's the Zen Buddhist monk who says that awareness is like the sun. When it shines on things, they are transformed. This episode is inspired and dedicated to the clients that I'm working with right now who are always saying session after session, the awareness is key and how working together has totally unlocked their awareness. And by unlocking their awareness, they have unlocked so much love and beauty and change and connection and transformation in their lives that they didn't realize. And It feels so good to them and it feels so good to me. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I like to think of awareness like this. There's a saying that is anonymous but has also been attributed to Confucius. And it's this. Every man has two lives and the second starts when he realizes he has just one. And the reason why this quote in particular resonates for me on the subject of awareness is because 
When I became aware of my life and how unhappy or unsatisfied or unfulfilled that I was, when I became aware that there were needs and wants that I just wasn't admitting to or even saying out loud, when I became aware that it didn't have to be this way, that I could be grateful for all the blessings in my life and that I could also change and get more of what I wanted to see for myself and for my family. When that awareness woke up of what I was doing and what I wasn't doing, how my thoughts were getting in my way, how I was behaving and how that wasn't aligned with who I wanted to be, everything started to change. I left a job. I started actually looking for and studying what interests me. I actually started investing in those interests. I became a life coach. I never thought that I would end up here. And I really believe it's because my awareness turned on. And once it's on, you can't turn it off. Well, actually, you can turn it off. But it's really hard to look away because you can't unsee what you start seeing. And that's why this awareness piece, I'm so excited to talk about that with you. In the podcast, I think I've been kind of holding back because I haven't been valuing it enough. And actually in conversation with my clients, when they have been just saying how much it means to them, it reminds me that I really need to value it more because, and I need to value it more out loud because I absolutely do value it so much in my private life. I'm pretty sure my husband Yusik and I talk about how our awareness or new awareness just brings in so much crazy insights and blows our minds and makes things better, gives us more peace, gives us more confidence, gives us more faith that we're on the right track. Yusik likes to say, it gets us back onto Faith Street, (laughs) off of Doubt Avenue and onto Faith Street. And so I really wanted to bring that today because it actually has been something that I've been hiding and I cannot let it be a secret anymore because your awareness, dear muse, will inspire you over and over and over again. It is the gift, the skill that keeps on giving, that keeps on growing, that keeps on making things better. So there's this article in the Harvard Business Review that says, research suggests that when we see ourselves clearly, we are more confident and more creative. We make sounder decisions, build stronger relationships, and communicate more effectively. We're less likely to lie, cheat, and steal. We are better workers who get more promotions, and we're more effective leaders with more satisfied employees and more profitable companies. This article is talking about self-awareness. And self-awareness is represented about how clearly we see our own values, passions, aspirations, how we fit with our environment, our reactions, which include our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, strengths, and weaknesses, and our impact on others. That's how this article focuses on self-awareness and how it defines awareness. But in this podcast, I'm talking about self-awareness and general awareness. 
And I'm talking about awareness of our surroundings and our context and our connection. So in this context, we'll talk about awareness as it represents your perception of a situation or a fact. And the quality of that awareness is determined by what I like to say, your level of neutrality. So how much judgment is there or is it open? Is it neutral? Is it unbiased? And then the scope and depth of that awareness. Like, are you reading between the lines? Are you hearing what's not being said? Are you noticing the nuances and subtleties? Like those little sparkles, those shimmers, those winks, those little smirks in the face, you know? And those people who are aware of context, connection, tend to be very sensitive and skilled at empathy. We have higher emotional intelligence. This is us, Muse. The awareness is our superpower. And I want to touch on three things that to remember and to empower you about your awareness. The first one being the awareness advantage. Although most people believe that they are self-aware, true self-awareness is a rare quality. And I can attest to this. Before my blip, oh, can I talk about the blip? So this is a thing that I've been kind of thinking about lately. In our house, we are obsessed with the Marvel comic universe. And I feel like I could be cool and call it the MCU, but I'm probably not that cool yet. So we've been watching because my daughter Una is obsessed with Avengers, the Infinity War and the Endgame. And I got to admit, I kind of like fell asleep and woke up. So there were parts of it that I missed. I missed the blip. My nap was actually the blip. (laughs) And so for those of you who haven't seen it, the blip is a five-year period where half of the population disappeared from the universe. I won't go into details of how or why it happened, but it happened. So half of the population in the universe just disappeared for five years and they called it the blip. And I've been thinking that we as people go through a blip. So here it is. This is the theory in action. When we are children, we are our authentic selves. And as we grow up, we are influenced by outside people, the society, culture, pressure, external expectations and standards, patriarchy, capitalism, supremacy, all the things. And we start to lose our authentic self. And I think that the period that we are lost, losing half of our population, if we are a universe in in and of ourselves, we go through a blip. And when we come out of this blip, the part of us that lived through the blip and knew that someone was gone becomes the aware self. And the part that comes back and didn't know that there was a blip and didn't know that five years or 10 years had passed has to catch up. And so this is kind of the tension of when you become more aware of who you are and who you are in the world and your context and your connection with yourself and other people, you are the person who lived through the blip and you have to catch your old self up to speed. The self that like 
lived according to the old values and the old beliefs and all the conditioning and, and the authentic aware self has to bring that person, the other self up to speed, the other half. This is an idea that I'm playing with. If this sounds fun and cool to you, reach out to me via Instagram in my DMs and let's talk about it. Let's play with it. Let's play with the Marvel universe and, and the blip that happened in all the stories. Like we recently watched Dr. Strange and the multiverse and that came up, like the blip came up again. So anyway, just playing with the blip, the awareness is our advantage because a lot of people don't even know that the blip happened. So back to the HBR article and their research. In 10 separate investigations with nearly 5,000 participants, the researchers examined what self-awareness really is. And the study found that even though most people believe they're self-aware, self-awareness is truly a rare quality. And they estimated that only 10 to 15% of the people that they studied actually fit the criteria. So if you are working on your awareness, awareness is your advantage. You can be like that top 10 to 15%. I remember when I, there was a time when I thought I was really self-aware. And now when I look back, I realized that I was only very aware of all of my negative weaknesses, negative thoughts, weaknesses, my doubt, my imposter syndrome, anywhere I fell short. That was all I was aware of. And I thought that I was very self-aware. And then I started becoming more aware of what am I actually good at? What do I love doing? How am I helping people? And it's really a value to them. And it opened up a whole new awareness. And so it's, it's funny when I'm thinking about these people who think that they are aware, I'm thinking about people who only know perhaps one side of themselves and are only expressing that one side, whether it is your strengths or it is your weaknesses, whether it is your positive traits or your negative traits, whether, and I know positive and negative is like kind of judgment. It's good and bad, but like what's working for you and what's not working for you. If you're always thinking about what's not working for you, that is not your full awareness. So back to this though, awareness as your, of your whole is your advantage. And for those who are empathetic, intuitive and sensitive. We thought that was our disadvantage, but this is our advantage. We feel deeply. We think conscientiously. We desire integrity. We pick up vibes. We hear between the lines and we're moved by words and art and music and human connection. In this game of life, my friends, awareness is our advantage. It is not our weakness. And so it's our power. And we got to use it with great power comes great responsibility. Or even if you think about the other way with great responsibility comes great power. See, I told you I'm obsessed with MCU. All right. The next point about awareness being your superpower, you got to work with what you've got, work with the awareness that you currently have and it will just open up to other awareness. The thing about awareness is it's a skill that you can develop and hone. And these are muscles that we can strengthen and flex. When we see it as a skill, then we can see its potential. We can see its possibility. 
We can see the growth. I think awareness as a skill has often been categorized as a soft skill and soft has some negative connotations. It seems like not as good as the hard skills, but on a side note, did you know that soft skills can be traced back to the U S military between 1968 and 1972? And I want to read to you a declassified document on how they categorized soft versus hard skills. This delighted me and gave me great joy to learn because I found it empowering when I realized this truth. Here's, here's what it says. A tentative definition of soft skills might be formulated as follows. Soft skills are one, important job related skills. Two, which involve little or no interaction with machines because at the time, the U.S. military were training their people on machines. And so those skills that they had to develop to work on the machines, they categorized as hard skills because the machines are hard. It's physical. I'll go back to the document. It reads, including standardized because the situation or context contains a great deal of uncertainty. That is, we don't know how much about the physical and social environments in which the skill occurs, and we don't know how much about the consequences of different ways of accomplishing the job function. In other words, these job functions about which we know a good deal are hard skills. And those about which we know very little are soft skills. Doesn't that make you laugh? Hard skills were classified by the jobs that they knew how to train, they knew how to teach, and they knew how they could measure because they were teaching people skills on machines. Everything else that they didn't know that will come back and say that was uncertain, that we don't know much about the physical and social environments in which a skill occurs, and we don't know much about the consequences of different ways of accomplishing the job. Everything that they didn't know, they called soft. So soft skills aren't soft. It's just what they didn't know. And actually, we have a lot of power in them. Seth Godin he suggests renaming soft skills as real skills. And I've seen other sources suggest human skills or power skills. I'd personally like to see them called connection skills because I believe that states the true value of quote unquote soft skills. Let's please call them connection skills, which includes awareness. So let's work with what we've got. We're, we're already using it. My friends, we're already using it muses. So let's start valuing it as much as it is a value. The third thing about awareness being our advantage, it is profoundly simple. You just have to start paying attention, noticing, calling things out in your mind. If you're an internal processor, or if you're an external processor, you tell someone you trust what you're noticing, what you're paying attention to, what new awareness you're having, what you're learning. Because once you see then you get to choose what to do with it. And I talked about the A's of authenticity and how awareness is one of those A's, but these three A's are also part of it that that are part of our awareness. When we have awareness, then we can decide and choose what we will allow, what we will accept, and what we will act on. Tony Robbins has a saying, where attention goes, energy flows. It's like, when you're shopping for a car and say you want a cream colored Mini Cooper, because that's a car of my dreams for some reason. I imagine myself like in my sixties or seventies with a short bob haircut and really big st- 
statement glasses. And for some reason, I'm wearing platform shoes. I'm actually really in maximalist style or fashion. (laughs) I'm wearing big patterns, bold colors. I don't know why I have to wait until I'm 60 to do that, but that's just, this is the picture of the dream. And I'm hopping in and out of a cream colored Mini Cooper. So once you start looking for and thinking about that cream colored Mini Cooper, you start seeing it everywhere. You start seeing it on the street. You start seeing it in the, on the highway. You start seeing it in parking lots. It starts popping up in your Instagram feeds. <laughs> it becomes everywhere because where attention goes, energy flows. And that's the thing about awareness. When we start paying attention to our awareness, energy flows to our awareness and where energy goes, abundance comes back and it flows easily and it comes with less effort. Please tell me you've noticed this. This is the beauty of awareness. You start noticing that you don't have to try so hard. This is one thing that one of my clients recently said, and she just realized that when she uses her awareness, everything else comes easier. For example, she gives attention. She makes an intention for what she wants. She brings awareness to, she becomes aware of what she actually wants. She says it out loud and that is her making an intention. And then every day she brings some awareness to it by, you know, acting towards it, thinking about it, building on that intention, on that goal. And every day she notices a little bit more. She gets closer to it and she's not like pushing or struggling or hustling or grinding to get to that goal. She's just allowing herself to flow to it. I think awareness creates like a channel, it creates like a bridge to what we truly want. And it creates a bridge away from what we don't want. I want to leave you with this. Awareness is the greatest agent of change. Self-awareness is the agency of your power. Without awareness, any action taken is like shooting an arrow with no target. You'll keep shooting arrows until you run out or when you realize, what am I shooting for? So to live authentically, we need both awareness and self-awareness. We need to understand the environment and to know what is within and without our own control. We have the power to change and to change the power. The awesome thing is, is that your awareness and self-awareness are fully within your reach, your control, and your power. And they're skills that you can develop and hone. They're muscles that you can strengthen and flex. Your awareness is like your eye muscles. When you try to look far, you'll get better at looking far. Your awareness is like your biceps, your lifting muscles. When you want to lift something harder, you will start you, you, you start flexing and working on those muscles. Your awareness is your superpower and we have to acknowledge it and we have to utilize it because like what we said before, with power comes great responsibility and with great responsibility comes great power. That responsibility to be authentic, that responsibility to be honest and to act with integrity. Expanding our awareness of what's around will lead to change within your life and with the life around you. Expanding in the way that only you can and are meant to. Your awareness of your purpose, your power, your passion, your people all starts with your awareness of yourself. So our call to adventure 
what can you start paying more attention to? Here's a really great place to start when it comes to your self-awareness. Start paying attention to your thoughts and the words that you're saying to yourself. Just start there. And then when it comes to your awareness, like your context and your connection with those around you, start paying attention to what feels good and what feels easy. Because we naturally have this tendency to notice more what doesn't feel good and what doesn't come easy. Because those are uncomfortable. Those are louder. They often hurt. So they're more obvious. But try to pay attention to this more subtle feel goods, the tingles, the sparkles, the shimmers, the shines. What do you think about this? Awareness is my superpower. Say it. Awareness is my superpower. Forget about mind reading other people's minds. You want to know what's going on in your own. So that is it for me today. I hope you got something amazing makes you feel strong, makes you feel powerful, makes you feel ready, makes you feel excited, and mostly inspired. I love you, Muse. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold. Stay gold.